Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here, Creative Plan Podcast Network, D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Scion Ragnarok and roll a Scion hero to Ragnarok story it is hashtag RPG at day 2019. We are here together for August the 2nd for Unique. That's the prompt for the day. Unique. Unique. Yeah, it sounds like they're playing Magical Blender out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's unique. So who wants to go first and what does unique mean to you? Uncle, Uncle first. Obviously, unique is one of a kind, one of a kind experiences. So, um, one of the most no, no, not one of the most unique experience I've ever had was with the Vampire LARP. Yes, I was part of the Tucson Vampire LARP, which, and I'm going to be bragging here, <laughs> lasted seven years without a reboot. To the best of my knowledge, it's the longest-running LARP, continuous, with the same characters, without a reboot. We did a really good job of making sure that players actually were character-driven and had storylines. It got really telenova after seven years. (laughs) I will not deny that. However, we were able to keep the power level kind of even, people rotating in and out. And it was just incredible. But the most unique experience I had while I was doing that vampire part was here in Tucson, there is something called Gaslight Theater. Uh-huh. Which is a melodrama theater where you go and the crowd response is part of the performance. When the hero comes out, everybody cheers. When the villain comes out, everybody, everybody boos. <laughs> and the Gaslight Theater was doing a production of Dracula. <laughs> and we decided what, what? that we had to go in character. Oh, God. I heard Talia told stories of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course... Being vampire, the masquerade, <laughs> you're not supposed to actually let the general public know that there are actually vampires there. And we were, well, mostly really good about that. But in this particular, so the extra GMs to make sure no extra going on. There was some feeding here and there off with some nice people and things like that. But 
We all go into the theater. And they start off with the introduction of the famed vampire hunter. Van Helsing. Van Helsing. And without prompting, <laughs> everybody in the vampire group, which, because we were a single group, they had mistakenly all put in the balcony together <laughs> where nobody else in the theater could see us and we were all together let out boom <laughs> you know this is just an actor who's already midway through this and he pretty much knows what this production is going to be going through stops looks up and gets this, oh my god, what have I what am I into face? <laughs> and it's magical gaslight when they interact with the audience too. Yes. That's that's part that, of the that experience. Is, that is part of that is supposed to be part of the experience. So he kind of goes, Well, that was kind of weird, but yeah, we'll just we'll just continue on. So it comes the time when the master himself is introduced. There's a few little booze down near the stage, and everybody in the balcony, yay! <laughs> Dracula looks up and says, this is, with his eyes, this is going to be fun. <laughs> He gets to the part where he is about to take his first bite of his lady love. And from our crowd, one of the most brilliant role players that has ever been my honor to play vampire, who was playing a bruja, which was basically a college frat boy. <laughs> Perfect for bruja. Perfect for bruja. <laughs> Starts going... Drink! 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 That's, I, I suppose it's better than Chug. <laughs> exactly. And of course, instantly, that becomes the cheer from the entire upper balcony. Drink! 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 And he looks up, and he gets this twinkle in his eyes and gives a little extra chop and shakes his head a little bit for emphasis. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and throughout the entire evening, it basically goes like that. The person that they had playing Van Helsing, very, very good actor, but not really into the whole improv. And definitely not used to not being the hero. <laughs> is walking around like he's in a completely different play and he, got, he doesn't know what's going on. He got gaslighted. And, <laughs> and was just going, ah, okay. And the entire play did not have to have one word changed on it but became an entirely different experience because these weirdos up in the balcony started cheering for Dracula. And of course, the three times that he drank, 
take, take from his lady love. I still have the Gaslight program from that day, oh, which awesome. we went afterwards. The, the, the GMs and the leaders of the group went afterwards and went, um, did we ruin it for everyone else? <laughs> And the guy who was the lead actor just <laughs> and didn't say anything because we were paying customers and mm-hmm. you really couldn't do anything. The man who played Dracula just smiled and said, <laughs> you made my months. <laughs> and when he, signed, when he signed my program, he wrote, drink, drink, <laughs> drink. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the most unique experience I have had role-playing. Oh, that's <laughs> that awesome. is fantastic. <laughs> I guess I'll go. So, <clears throat> when you said being up unique, how great it is, there's always the unique where it doesn't really help you with anything. <laughs> At all. Quirky unique. <laughs> yeah. So, D&D campaign, like, I think a month ago, our friend from uh, Maine came down. He chooses to be a uh, changeling rogue. Or not rogue, bard. Ah, I'm a changeling bard. Yeah. Bard. So, of course, he rolls. Highest roll goes to Charisma. He has extra sense, go, puts it all into Charisma. So 20 at this bard. <laughs> but, he decided to go off the campaign. Our DM's like, alright, fine. He's cre- Joseph's creative enough. Mm-hmm. I, we could do it. But, we went so off that he was making everything up as we go and hoping that we could go back. <laughs> we decided to take over the show. Yeah. We're going somewhere else. So at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. He's going to take charge. So does everyone else in the party. He's going to take charge. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Oh, we're going to steal stuff from uh, the investigators. I think he's done it. <laughs> stole the gem. I'm like, you think the investigators stole the gem? <laughs> yes. All of them. I don't trust that Doyle. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because of the name or if he's convinced that he actually was the investigator. That's <laughs> so, like, all right, cool. Next thing we know, we go off the map. Again, right? Yep. We take over a tavern and we scare the local owner of that tavern. We own a tavern now. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever noticed how adventuring parties eventually own a tavern? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing that is awesome. It's wholesale drinks. Uh-huh. So we own, a, we own a tavern, and of course, we drink. Obviously. <laughs> I'm trying to out-drink him. He's trying to out-drink me. Our orc is trying to... He grab Basically, one moment, he grabs a rat, eats half of it, wipes the other half on his mouth because he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Another unique thing. That's well, you know, if you're eating, if you're drinking a lot, you really should have something to eat. Yeah, <laughs> it's good yeah. to keep it in balance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Finally, <laughs> and then finally, he's our DM trying to get everything back on the track. He's Does trying he, to find a plot thread. Yeah. <laughs> so he brings in a lawyer. It doesn't help when he's wearing a bright green shirt or jacket. I'm sorry, jacket with a. Professor type of shirt, button up, slacks, purple slacks, by the way. The most disgusting description you could give us. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm visioning the Hulk, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, weird colors, and we're just... 
We don't trust this guy. Obviously, it's a dragon disguise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bardic Horns takes over, persuades him. We want money. How much for this uh, information? Uh, 2,000 gold. No. Make it 75,000 gold. <laughs> Did I say money? I meant real money. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's like, Joseph, make it $200 each. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> But as soon as we're done with that campaign, he leaves. We go back to our session. Of course, go right back on rails. <laughs> <laughs> that was all just it's like, a dream. It was like, but we digress. <laughs> <laughs> that one small session of, we could have just gone straight, just turned into loops, loops, turns, curves. Somehow going back where we started from. Yeah. Nowhere going straight. If it was uh, filmed, it would be like have the wavy lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, it, then it ends like Hangover begins where you all just wake up and go, where'd that change the deal with all that money? <laughs> Last I remember, he was talking us into drinking one more round of shots and it put all the gold in a bag of holding. Ah. <laughs> Basically, that's how it happened. He took his share and left. <laughs> <laughs> his share. Please lean that table up and pour it all in the bag. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so there's my unique story <laughs> of our changeling bard. Slash orc. Monk orc. <laughs> hey. Um, for me, I would have to say my most unique character wasn't even initially my character. It was uh, when we were kids, um, our Robert, our GM, had designed this one campaign. Basically, he, he told us, okay, here's your main party. I need you to come up. Each person has to come up with two other, like, characters. Yeah, basically, <laughs> fodder. <laughs> so... Um, and my brother had come up with these two that he called um, Wimp and Wuss. <laughs> so something happened, and I had wound up playing his character, Wuss. And um, I'm like, well, I cannot live with this name. So, And it was a half-elf ranger, so I had changed its name to Blackhawk. I know, oh, so from original, especially, you know, that long ago. Um <laughs> But, uh, so I wound up getting this character who was pretty pedestrian, very boring and stuff, but, like, the craziest shit happened to this character. So, eventually, this character wound up being one of my favorites, and not only was, did he become a were-rat, but he was also, um, cursed with split personality. So, here's this literally crazy were-rats <laughs> um, who, I mean, just had incredible luck. I, I just don't, this character had the best luck ever. Um, and so um, at that point, when we were in, I think it was the Temple of Elemental Evil, you know, that old <laughs> campaign, you know, at one point they go, we, we come into this room and there's like these Two or three Ettons. And, you know, Ettons, the giants Big with giants. the two heads. Yeah. Well, they only have clubs. <laughs> so, as a were-rat, you could only hit me with either a magic or, or a silver weapon. You know, blunt weapons had no effect. So, they're like, okay, we're going to leave you to take care of this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? 
So they do. The whole party leaves. And I'm there. Closing the door behind you. So I, of course, eventually take out all these guys because they can't hit me, you know. And then I, and I like, wind up eventually catching up to them and, like, go through this whole epic thing. Although there was this one scene at one point where there's this, like, corpse with a stake in it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vampires. <laughs> and we're all like, you know, it's like, well, what should we do? It's just a dead. So it's like, take out the stake. So they take out the stake. It starts to wake up. Put it back. Put it back. <laughs> and they're like. Well, so obviously it's a vampire, you know, like, but even if it was a vampire taking the stake out wouldn't work or whatever. So we like back and forth, take it out, take it in, take it out, put it back in, take it out, put it back in. Eventually we just took it out and talked to him. But that was another side thing. Eventually at the very end, when the whole thing was coming to a head, um, I, uh, this one character goes, going to pray to my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a prayer to my God because, you know, Pretty shit's going on. I kid you not, rolled 100, a natural 100. Sure enough, God came. <laughs> I can't remember which God it was that I had picked for, for this character. But it's like, all he would do is cure the, the insanity, though. So, uh, maybe yeah, it was all hey, his plan that you stay yeah, aware of. Stay aware of but, but I didn't, you know, it was, I had the control over it at that point. It wasn't just, you know, full moon ratness. Yeah, full moon ratness. So, but you got cured of, uh, I, I mean, this character was so crazy. It, when it, one of its characters, one of its personalities, this is probably why I play a changeling bard. Oh my god! Um, one of its characters was Gage the Great, a uh, um, a paladin with a plus six holy avenger <laughs> sword. You know, as you and your dagger out. as yeah, as uh, we're going up against a white dragon. You know, and it's like, like Gage the Great, because you know, at this point, it could have been sad, sad. No, he's like. Nope, had to be Gage the Great. <laughs> yes, and he uh, actually rolls like, I'm going to charge the dragon and stab it in the chest with my plus six holy avenger, which wasn't really a plus six <laughs> It was like a plus one longsword. <laughs> you know, I rolled a friggin' natural 20, followed by another natural 20. The power and the DM's like going, what the fuck? Is this what madness feels like? <laughs> this character had the most incredible luck, and it's still to this day the most unique character I'd ever had. Because it's like, no matter what shit happened, somehow it had to happen to him, and somehow he always made it through. <laughs> I don't know. I was like freaking crazy. Some characters are just awesome like that. Yeah. Or even... Although, the most unique character name I've ever done, also a half-elf ranger, by the way, his name is Thwack Tittlebomb. <laughs> Thwack, because of course that's the sound errors make, and I just thought the last so did you funny. say Twiddlebomb or Twiddlebum? Bomb, as in dream, or tree. Bomb, as uh, in an ointment? Uh, uh, tree. German for trees. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what about you? So for me, I'm going to be all lame or unique, as it may be, and say, I would say 
the most unique game system rules that, that I'm a fan of is, of course, I'm going to go with the Star Wars and Genesis that's on the game table, mm-hmm. because the fact that it uses the narrative dice with symbols mm-hmm. that you can both succeed and fail, see, succeed or fail, advantage or disadvantage, and then, of course, the beautiful triumph or despair. Because I, I, as a game mechanic, I'm a huge fan in the fact that Yes, you failed, but then something good could happen. Or, yes, you succeeded, but then something bad happens anyway. That's not your fault, but it's just narratively flowing. So I would say uh, Star Wars from Fantasy Flight Games and the Genesis system, which is basically the same rule set made for whatever GM wants to put whatever. Because, of course, I still was told I needed to do a Wild West with Genesis system. Like a Weird West Kind of thing. Deadlands? Yeah, it's supposed to be a new Deadlands. I have dice. They're six-sided dice in the shape of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cool. I got them at the last Rincon. Mm-hmm. So I would throw out that the Genesis system slash, that, uh, slash Star Wars is the unique thing. But, you know, I'm going to shamelessly plug something else because you know what else is something unique that I know of? Tuscon in Tucson, Arizona. As I look at Scott and say, Scott, tell us more about Tuscon. Uh, Tuscon is the local science fiction fantasy horror convention here in town over Veterans Day in November, right? Yes. Yes, over Veterans Day weekend. Um, this year, we, have, we always have amazing guests. Our Toastmaster is Weston Oaks. And oh, incredibly wonderful weird horror writer who is pretty close to a Heinlein hero mm-hmm. he has been there done it all literally got the t-shirt yeah and he still and goes he overseas still, and serves on operations mm-hmm. that he allegedly, can't talk about. but we can't talk about <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he's super nice. And he is yeah. super nice. Uh, website is TucsonSciFi.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an incredible small convention. We have maybe four or five hundred people. We have a limit to our membership because of that. Um, and it's the best description that I've heard for it is it's kind of like a high school reunion for the guys that you wish you went to high school with. <laughs> because we have a lot of people who get together basically once a year at Tuscan and, and reminisce and catch up. But we also have a lot of new people who you know continually come over to see the authors. Um, it's not like um, a lot of the larger conventions which are which have vendor calls and then some programming we have i'm actually in charge of programming so i'm going to brag here (laughs) we have in my opinion the best programming for a convention of this size ever it's massive it's it's massive amounts of programming um we had 250 unique different possible things to do Mm -hmm. And remember how I said this is like a convention of three to five hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's everywhere. a lot going on everywhere. There's a traditional um, con suite with actual munchies. Oh, it's one of the best con suites I've ever been to. One Margie of our runs Margie it. Runs it like a it's champion chef. 
there, there, there's actually um, chili Sunday afternoon. Usually, uh, soup and or it's all curry. homemade. It's, it's not all, like from a can. Yes, yeah. no, it's, this it's is all homemade. Absolutely incredible. Um, the hotel that we are at now, Sheridan on Grant, right? Yeah. Same yep. one that, on Grant. That, okay, um, actually has a, a presentation room that's set up like a theater. Mm-hmm. So our theater, our theater people actually spend all year because it's it's fan run, it's fan loved. People are find you know, they are finding things which aren't on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can't find, but they're still absolutely great, and you would never be able to see them unless coming to Tuscan. We also have great connections with the local Tucson film community. Um, so frequently we get special previews. Last year we had the premiere of the. Revenge of Zoe. Revenge of Zoe. Yeah, which is now going across <laughs> the country on premier theater. You know, uh-huh. um, premier theater galas across the country. Um, I, I have to say real quick, my favorite thing yes. was watching a Timothy Zahn Star Wars fan film. That had Mara Jade and Thrawn in it. Oh with yeah, Timothy Zahn sitting yes. right behind us. That the year that he was there was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. he I was so nice. Jedi that year. It was perfect. <laughs> and, and, one of the one of the nice things about Tuscan is that the guests that we actually get um, basically all come from fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're there to meet people. Nobody's nobody there. Nobody's there. To make you know, I mean, every they're all authors. That's what they do for a living. They want to sell more books, but every everybody knows that they're not going to be going to Tuscan to make their, you know, to, to make to their money. Books, basically, they're, they're basically there to you know meet the people, have some fun, take a kind of working vacation. Um, Sort of like Kelly when she got to see Eric. Who was yeah. not even scheduled to be there, but came out on the fly. Oh, yes. I was so excited. He was absolutely <laughs> favorite authors, and he's so sweet. Oh my god, I totally this year's, this year's guest of honor is Jonathan Mayberry, mm-hmm. who in a couple of months will have his series V Wars on Netflix. Ooh. Um, so you will be an, an also an amazing science fiction. Uh, horror author also does um, podcasts. Um, great personality interviewer. So he really knows how to keep a room and just talk to people. Um, and I could, well, I have gone on and on about <laughs> Tuscan. So um, commercial offer. <laughs> hey, I just had to give you the chance because we all love Tuscan. Tuscan is really one of those great. The drinking experience that you can be at the bar and look over and, oh my God, there's so-and-so. And And you can immediately sit and talk to an author on a one-on-one. And if you want to go, if you ever want to meet an author and actually go up and talk to them, come to our meet and greet Friday night. Mm -hmm. Buy an author a drink. He'll let you talk to him. Especially if the drink's named after (laughs) (laughs) So that covers August the 2nd for Unique. 
Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. On the battlefield, I'm a warrior, ready to kill or be killed. I've defeated orcs from the north, sent Kandorian demon spawns back to the depths, and drank with Sumerian heroes. But when I get back from a hard day of disemboweling my enemies, I enjoy nothing more than to open my castle doors and find a dungeon crate as my reward for blood well spilled. Designed for role players and tabletop gamers, Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service with a treasure hoard of loot you can use on or off the battlefield. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So what say you? Are you ready for postal glory? DungeonCrate.com. Let the adventure begin.